since I was a small girl I've always been alone Trying so hard to find someone I could call my own People that I looked at Were always twos and threes Always on the outside Nobody wanted me Am I headed in the right direction For your loving and affection Is this gonna be a brand new start Is this the way episode of Mondays with Millie. My name's Phil, I'm your host, and this week we reflect on the life of Queen Elizabeth, whose recent passing has marked um, a real turning point in in history. Uh, Her legacy spans so many decades, and she's remembered, I think, by all in some way, shape or form. Um... So Millie and I'll have a bit of chat about Queen Elizabeth and then next week I'll post a follow-up episode of our chat uh, about her beloved and recently departed sister-in-law Irene, Terry's wife, 
So let's give Millie a call. So, anyway, it's been quite a week, hasn't it? You know, it today, sure of course, mm. well, in a short time, they're uh, taking the Queen's body uh, from Buckingham Palace. It's there now, been there overnight, and they're taking it to um, up to Westminster Hall. Now, Westminster Hall is next to the Houses of Parliament. In fact, if I'm right, it, it it's it connects the um, Houses of Parliament with the House of Lords. And it's the oldest part of that building, the oldest part. In fact, during the war, um, Second World War, of course, the fire service were instructed that if there were bombs and it set on fire, they had to give the preference to the Westminster Hall rather than the House of Commons. Oh, really? Because, because of its age? That was, historically, that was the main building. That was, Westminster Hall was where uh, Charles I was put on trial for his life. Mm. Goes as far back as that, in fact, farther. And also, that's where Guy Fawkes tried to uh, blow up the Houses of Parliament. Mm. Mm. And There's it's... a part of Westminster Hall where he stored the gunpowder, yes. And, that, and, build, and that, because, that building is still original from that time. Yeah, it is. But funnily enough, it's not used very often. In fact, there was an MP on short uh, recently saying, well, as far as I knew, it was just a passageway, a big passageway, mind you, a big hall between the two houses. Um, and he said at one time there only seemed to be chairs stacked there and nothing else. So it's a place that they use um, but only for very specific things, you know. And, there, uh, and, that, and that's where um, the Queen is going to be placed in state. Well, she, she, there's a, a catafalque there and the body will be laid on top of that and she will lie in state there uh, for until um, Monday morning hmm. when the funeral is, and then she'll be taken from there to Westminster Abbey and then she will be drawn by it will be sailors that draw the gun carriage that she her body will be placed on and that and that goes back to the time of everything I don't know we're a very funny country aren't we we have all these little things these little things that have to be done um, and they all go back to some special occasion and apparently when Queen Victoria's body was brought from the Isle of Wight, where she died, and it was brought up to, um, uh, it was brought up to um, the castle, not not to Buckingham Palace, to um, the castle. Wind, and, Wind, um, Windsor Castle. Windsor Castle, oh. yes. And when the train arrived at the station, the horse-drawn carriage which it was going to be placed on, um, something happened and it snapped. The connecting piece snapped. Well, she was stuck there with no form of transport then. She was still on this gun carriage. So the, the best they could come up with was a, a team of sailors. They brought them in and they pulled the carriage 
up to Windsor Castle. So since then, they've always had, when the actual funeral procession is, they've always had the sailors pulling the gun carriage. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's where that came from. That stems back to that. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But we have all sorts of funny things. You know, the poor king already, he looks absolutely shattered because the last, well, since Thursday, it's been nonstop. And everybody said, well, why isn't he just, you know, you get people that haven't a clue what's happening. And well, why is he dashing around all over the place? Because he has to. Within a certain period of time, he had to appear in Scotland and um, Northern Ireland and Wales. I think today he goes to Wales um, at one point after this, you know. Uh, It's all... He's been dashing backwards and forwards. And the other day, when they brought her back from... When they took her to um, the cathedral, she was in Scotland, and they they, they took her to the cathedral. And um, they walked behind the carriage. Um, it was a hearse, and it's, uh, it's a glass, all glass on the top, a glass roof and everything, so you can see the coffin properly. And... The king, Princess Anne, Prince Andrew, um, and um, it was Prince king, Edward. Prince Edward, Prince, and Prince Edward, mm. and they walked behind that all the way, and it's cobbled streets. Do you remember mm. in in mm. Edinburgh? Mm, I do. <laughs> cobbled streets, and it was uphill, uphill to that cathedral. And they walked that. And then at night, they stood, the four of them stood round the coffin. Only for 20 minutes, but they stood there vigil round the coffin in the evening. Then he dashed back to London. Had to be back in London for something else. Uh, It's just been non-stop all the the time for him. It's interesting that you should say that too, because he was on the news tonight. They had... He was signing something, and there was a problem with the fountain pen, and it was leaking. And he got yes. qu- he got quite frustrated. Was, and they get it made a big thing of that. And do you know that poor man? And can you imagine if a repelling pen, a pen, a pen was was leaking, and it was all over your hands, and all over that private document? He was worried about it damaging the document. Mm. You know let alone his clothes. And I believe it was considerably, you know, there was a considerable leak in it. Mm. That should have been that should have been sorted before he came. Someone should have checked that. Did um did the media make a big deal of it in the UK? Well it's been on television, you know. I, I don't know about the papers of course. It's been on television and people ringing Oh, it showed what a nasty tempered man is. Oh absolutely terrible well that's you know? rubbish isn't it really because yes i think he was entitled to get annoyed yeah mm-hmm. oh. and worried i mean yeah. then you know ink on his hand yeah. ink on his fingers mm. worrying about getting ink on that very important document mm. yeah that absolutely. He was mm. someone should you know someone should have actually got in trouble for that somebody who should have been in charge and they had it the wrong way around they had They'd put. He was trying to reach over at one point 
to sign the document, you know, because of this inkstand was in the wrong place. Mm. They, they moved it round, you see. Crazy. It was someone's job. <laughs> it, yeah, and they were incompetent, yeah. They were. Yeah. Um, do you think that he'll make a good king? I do. And that so many people now are saying, well, I did think at one time he wouldn't because he's, he, he, he's full of his own opinions. But the, in, his, in his opening speech, he did say, um, as the king, I will follow in the queen's footsteps and, and I will, there are certain things of interest to me that I can no longer do. I must leave that to other people. And uh, I can no longer do those things. Um, yeah, his charities and everything is handed over. He has to, you see, he knows he has to. And not long ago, someone said to him, he was on about um, um, the environment and whatnot. He's always been keen on that. Yeah, yeah. And they said, mm. well, well, you you can't write these spidery letters, correct me, handwriting spidery, these spidery letters to different members of government. And he just said, I'm not stupid, you know. I know I can't do that when I ascend the throne. Yeah. <laughs> but I believe he has a great sense of humour. And I, everyone that works says he's a good boss, you I, know. I, I think, well, from my, you know, uh, very limited experience or, you know, knowledge, he does come across as having a good sense of humour. And... I know he's very passionate about the environment, which makes him a very contemporary monarch, doesn't he? You know, yes. Doesn't it, really? Yes. Because that's a pretty big issue at the moment. It's yep. certainly... And, of course, there was a big issue. For years and years, people have been saying, oh, she can't be queen, you know, um, she can't be queen. Well, the queen put a stop to that because less than a year ago, she, she gave a... a very good speech where she said when the time comes Camilla will be addressed as the queen consort not the princess consort the queen consort and she stipulated that oh, and that's fighting people down and you know she will make a good one she she does a lot of charity work on her own very quietly, but then it starts coming out, oh, she does this and does that and does the other, you know. And she's older than him. She's 75. He's seven, he's coming up to 73. Mm. Mm. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, he's, he's, been, he's been such a happy... And he always, whatever he talks about, he always refers to his darling wife. He does. Mm. I know uh, she, she should, he should have married her in the first place. Mm. And people are beginning to say that now. Oh, well, yes. Uh, he did love her. He should have married her in the first place, you know. Hmm. But of course, she wasn't a virgin, you see. So she, she, the powers that be said, "Oh no, no, no! Must have a virgin queen," you know, sort of thing. What so, What do you think will change now that he's the king, Charles is the king? Um. Well, I think he will go out and meet a lot of people. Because he, he does that. He's always he's always been one for meeting people. I mean, when they arrived when he arrived back from Scotland at the Buckingham Palace, he he stopped the car 
outside the palace gate, not inside, and went to look at the flowers and went along and spent 40 minutes there talking to people, walking along and talking to them. You know, and he must have been tired. And his wife did the same. Mm. She went with him. Mm. Uh, he's, he's, he's a people person. And, and the Queen wasn't really. I think she was quite a shy person, quietly, you know. Um, I mean, she was well, well loved and she was very dutiful. But he's more approachable, I think. Mm. Mm. More, you can say things to him you could never say to the Queen, you know. Do you think the monarchy is as popular still? <laughs> you should see the crowds. Hmm. They're, they're already queuing now to view the body. Oh, yes, it's been on the news. It's been yeah. people everywhere, and they, all they over the country. The, yeah. Yep. Well, well, Alex said, oh, gosh, he said it, it's going to be five miles long. It's going to be longer than that. It's going to go across to the other side of the river the queue and what they're doing um they've got public toilets all the way along for people uh there's going to be food stalls so people can get something to eat uh the tape museum and i forget which theater it is are remaining open not for business just so the public can use the toilets um and they're being given wristbands, so there's no queue jumping. Uh, they're, they're given a, a wristband, I suppose there are numbers on them. And they wear that wristband to get into Westminster Hall. And they wear that wristband. And if they want to leave, as people will have to do to go and get a drink or to go, pardon me, to go to the toilet, they're going to be able to do that and get back into their position in the queue. That's well organized. Because they know it? that people cannot stand, they can't stay there for hours and hours and hours without having some relief, either food or or using the toilets, you know. So it's all very well organized. It really is, isn't it? But there'll be no tents allowed. There's no tents allowed. You know, you I suppose you can take a chair and and your umbrella if you need it and whatnot, but they're not allowing tents because it takes up too much room, and it, it's not right, really. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I can't believe how. You know, she she only I think two days before she died, she met with Boris and the new prime minister. She did. Which that was her last. Quite yeah, her last amazing. Of, oh yeah. boy. I mean, yeah. she, must have, she must have been really unwell even oh, yeah. doing that. Well, even Kirsten pointed out to me, which other people had since, because I can't see all that much. Um, I, I knew about the big bruise on her arm where they thought she'd had a cannula in, probably had because I had one too, big bruise where it was. Um, but uh, they said the hands were blue. The hands were blue, which was not a very good sign at all, you know, circulation mm. and that. Um, but um, I think I don't think they quite expected it because the family weren't there. There was only Prince Charles and his wife were there on holiday in their hall. I think they have Burke Hall. And then and um, 
Prince Andrew was up there. Uh, no, he wasn't. Uh, uh, Princess Anne was there with her husband. They were holidaying nearby. So the others were down in London. Now, if they knew what it was going to happen, they would have sent for them previously, and they didn't. Mm. They were up there on the last day, only a very short time before the announcement of her death came, you know. Did it so come as a Prince... shock to you? Well, it did in a way. Uh, people were saying how very thin and old she looked on the on the screen, and I'm peering right at the screen, and I thought, she's got a woolly cardigan on and a kilt. She's not dressed up for this. Not what you would expect her to see in a nice afternoon dress to receive the two prime ministers. Mm. And she'd yeah. got this big woolly cardigan on. And I thought, that doesn't look quite right, you know, mm. to me. It didn't. Mm. And I thought, she must be poorly. But it was a shock that when it came. Mm. It shocked everybody, I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, she was respected, but she was, loved. And, mm. And you know when they they took her, they took her to to Edinburgh, from from uh, uh, where where she was, you know, in Balmoral. It was a long, it's six hour journey, because they had to stop part way because um, Princess Anne has been with her all the time, um, and she and her husband um, Tim Lawrence, they were they followed the the hearse from Balmoral to um, Edinburgh and it took six hours but that was because they had a very short stop at um, the Duke of Beauclerc's castle on the way and they picked him up he, he uh, came in another car really so they could have a comfort stop you know mm -hmm. can't go six hours without wanting yeah of course something. yeah of course mm. and then and then she arrived you know but honestly all the way there was a helicopter, of course, above, and you could see all these people lining the roads right the way along. Mm. At one point, there were 50 tractors there, all lined up in a straight row uh, as she went past this part of the country. Mm. In five, it was. Yeah. They'd all they were there right the way through, and the crowds in, in Edinburgh were just enormous. You it's know. quite unifying too, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, we were saying, well, all this talk, imminent talk about uh, independence, she's going to have to squash that for a while, isn't she? Mm. Because it was obvious that they did. Uh, all these people did not want to be independent, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you've had a bit of a little, uh, a bit of a stint in hospital recently. Yes, I'm, you, I'm back though. I'm all right. You've you've bounced back pretty well. Yes, I'm 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 a bit tired, but I'm waiting for some tests. But I'm okay. I'm okay. Was your I was worried that I was worried that they were going to want to put um um it's gone out of my head what they called one of these monitors inside me, you know. And I didn't want that. They make you last too long. They keep your heart going when everything should be over, you know. Mm. I've seen that myself with two people and I didn't want that. Mm. Mm. Uh, 
which fortunately I didn't have to. They did some tests and they said, your heart's okay. And I thought, right, well, that's me. That's me sorted now. I'm all right. <laughs> anything else Anything else that happens is okay. Well, your daughter's coming in a week. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have to keep yourself going for at least that long. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, shoot. No, longer than that, God. If I if I pop my clogs when she's over here, she'll be furious. No, she would be. <laughs> she would be. What do you mean spoiling our holiday? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How thoughtless. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, she's she's really looking forward to coming, and um, yes, yeah, and yeah, it's you know, and it's very nice that Amanda's going to drive her up as well. You see, I was worried that with flying into Scotland, we're having these strikes all the time. And I, they've been suspended for a few days. But I thought if the, this, this, and they only give you a couple of days notice. Um, and I thought if the train's gone strike again when she's here, she won't be able to get up. Uh, anyway, Amanda's going to bring her up and then carry on to see her mother in Cumberland. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, that, that will be good. Mm. Yes. And uh, I don't know what arrangements. And I said to Christopher yesterday, I said, I'm just, li- I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, I'm an organiser. You know that really. I'm organising nothing. I'm just leaving it to you lot. <laughs> you do the organising. I'll just come along for the ride. Yes. And that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, um, my wife doesn't like to be too organised. She likes to, she likes to see which way the wind's blowing and sort of go, I know. go in that direction. So, so that'll we'll, suit we'll probably flying. hire a car for perhaps a, a couple of days or something, you know, hmm. or three days perhaps. Hmm. Uh, but uh, we're just, we're, I'm just going with the flow. Michael and Susan there at the funeral yesterday, and of course Michael said, "We've got to see her this time. We've got to see her." So um, ring and let us know when it's convenient, you know, and we'll, we'll arrange something. Yeah. And Alex is here, of course, and he'll arrange something with her. And then, uh, and of course, Sam is looking forward to seeing her. Sam at 101. <laughs> wow. He's wow. waiting to see her too. You you um, were with him for his 101st birthday, weren't you? Didn't you? I was, him? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he had four ladies there who look after him. There was a mother and daughter who are employed to come in twice a day um, as carers uh, for a short time each time. And then um, there's another lady that does his cleaning, cleans the flat, uh, and also another lady that does his, his shopping and cooks a meal for him and puts things in the freezer. Oh, wow. So he's quite well looked after now, so that's very good. Since I was a small girl I've always been alone Trying so hard to find someone I could call my own People that I looked at Were always twos and threes Always on the outside Nobody loved direction for your loving and affection 
Is this the way to your heart? Mm. 